Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And today's episode is one of my favorite things to do, and that is myth-busting. And I want to share this myth-busting with you. So what you'll hear in this episode are two myths that I busted on a recent online workshop that I gave. So you'll be hearing the replay of this online workshop right here in this episode. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to get rid of cravings, then I have plenty for you. First, download my five tips to get rid of cravings. And those five tips may not be what you think they are. So go to aftersugarclub.com and download your five tips today. And come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram account at mylifeaftersugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore lifeaftersugar. All right, so let's get myth-busting And I just wanted to remind you that what you're about to listen to is a recording of a live online workshop that I gave recently. So you'll also be hearing the interaction from the people who attended and who wrote their answers in the chat. And you'll also be hearing some success stories from students of the Freedom From Cravings Formula program. And today I want to give you that key about reframing because that is the key to get you to freedom from cravings. That freedom that I've been living for over eight and a half years. That's what I want to share with you. This ability, it's a skill that you can develop to reframe. Um, I want to quickly share with you a couple of the successes from the students in the Freedom From Cravings Formula program and what they have to say about their freedom. So Marie from Australia, for example, she said, I realized I had to cut sugar. I wanted to return to a reasonable weight and not be pre-diabetic anymore. She says, I imagined I would feel terrible sugar-free, but I rather like it. Yeah. She said, I know I've done the diets. I chose to stop eating things, but it's the beliefs underneath that I'd never addressed before. And that's what we're going to have a look at in today's workshop. Same with Karen, who also did the program. And she said, I'm learning to be more conscious of my thoughts and behavior with practice. I feel more empowered and I like the feeling of control of my mind and thoughts. I like choosing my path 
and developing habits that are natural and automatic so that you're not white knuckling your way through for the rest of your life. So here we go with the three insights or reframes that I want to give you today so that you can get rid of cravings and feel in control around food without feeling deprived or restricted. Okay, and here are the three myths that we're going to bust today. The myth that crave-worthy foods are everywhere, that we can't get away from them. The myth that everything in moderation and that you need a balanced diet. And the myth that it's impossible to be sugar-free and enjoy life. And you may be there listening to me and saying, but Netta, sugar's everywhere. It's all very well. We just can't get away from it. And I want to prove to you, I want to reframe that, that sugar is not everywhere. Certainly it feels that way. When you're reading labels at the grocery store, you're very likely going to find sugar on a vast majority of labels. But here's the thing. Tell me in the chat, I want to know from you, where can you find foods that don't have added sugar and don't have labels even? Where physically can you find them? Can you tell me in the chat? Yeah, Joan's saying, yep, produce, the produce store. Yep, fruit and vegetables, definitely. Yep, 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 exactly, exactly. So if you go to any regular grocery store and you go around the perimeter of the grocery store, very likely that's where you're going to find, as you mentioned, the produce section, the dairy, the meat and poultry, the seafood and whole foods, what I call real foods, that those ones don't have labels and don't have additives. And so, for example, proteins, whether they're um, animal-based or plant-based, um, nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables, wide variety of colors, good healthy fats, herbs and spices, all of these don't have additives because they're in their real whole form. And if you're, even if you live in a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere like I do, you're very probably going to find all of these foods in a regular grocery store. You don't need a health food store. And so these real whole foods that I just call food, <laughs> I call these five-star foods in the program. And the, these five-star foods are foods that you find delicious, that fuel your body and give you energy, that fill you up for hours, that don't trigger your cravings and that help you plan your grocery list and your meals. It's pretty much the opposite of all those processed products that we were looking at just before. Which brings me to maybe reframing the definition that you have of what food is. And when I reframed my definition of food, from all these processed, engineered, food-like edible products of the processed food industry to real whole foods that actually nourish me and give me energy and fill me up, then I became a much more confident and I would say smarter 
consumer. And I began to reframe how I did my groceries and how I saw my food as, hey, I'm in charge of what I choose to eat. And as a smart consumer, I have more power than all those multi-million food companies because I can choose whether or not to buy their stuff. And also I reframed that I choose five-star whole foods that I find delicious, that fill me up, that give me energy, and that make meal prep simple. And just with those two simple reframes, that helped me no end when I went grocery shopping. I'll give you another example of a reframe. Corinne, you're here today. Um, if I think about eating sugar, Corinne says, then I also think about the consequences, like I sleep very badly and the next day I'm very tired. And that also helps to think, yeah, I can have it, but this will be the consequence. So it's my choice. And that is very empowering to know that it's your choice and not the choice of the processed foods industry. Same for Bridget, who's also in the program, who said, if my brain is trying to solve the problem of, I don't eat sugar, sugar makes me feel sick, then it starts to come up with solutions to solve that problem. So if eating sugar or processed foods is a problem, then for Bridget, that is a, a reframe to find a solution to that problem. A solution, whole foods. So that's the first myth we just looked at, that crave-worthy foods are everywhere, then that we can't get away from them. I think that myth is busted. All right, I wanna move ahead to the third myth today, which is that it's impossible to be sugar-free and to enjoy life. And I wanna show you that that is a myth. I wanna show you how to enjoy your sugar-free life without feeling deprived or restricted. And so in the same way that we kind of reframe the definition of food, I wanna reframe the definition of impossible. Because it feels like there's no way we can celebrate with no sugar because we've done it ever since we were kids and every single important activity or point in our lives is always celebrated with sugar, whether it's a wedding or Halloween or even work breakfast or whatever. Or if you have people over or people have you over as a guest, you'll be offered something sweet or at a bake sale or if it's the end of the week and you just want to sit on the couch and watch a movie, everything seems to revolve around sugar. And I want to help you to reframe the notion that it's impossible to enjoy life and to celebrate when you don't eat sugar. And the first thing I want you to do is to concentrate on why you're celebrating when you do have a celebration and who you are celebrating with. And that doesn't mean ignoring the food. It just means reframing the focus of the celebration. And if we remember why we're celebrating and who we're celebrating with, then that goes a long way to realizing, hey, I can have a good time whether or not I'm eating at all, let alone sugar. And the other strong point I find of reframing is that when we ourselves realize, hey, I can have fun, even if I don't eat sugar, 
is that we become a role model for the next generation, whether it's our children, our grandchildren, and they can see in us an example, a living, breathing example of somebody who doesn't need or want sugar, just, just doesn't need it to have a good time. And that is a wonderful role model for the next generation. And I wanna reassure you that in my experience in the last eight years, at the very least, pretty much everywhere I go, whether it's at someone's house or at a hotel or resort or whatever, there's always something available to eat that doesn't contain added sugar. And that over the last years, it, I've developed, and I know it's possible for you to develop this capacity of enjoying the celebrations of life independent of what's on your plate or in your glass. I'll show you a reframe from Joan, who's here today. Hi, Joan. She said, refined sugar, that's her reframe, is not everywhere. There are plenty of foods to eat that don't have added sugar. People, birthdays, anniversaries, etc., can all be celebrated without sugar. And she says, I can live without the happy brain rush and still be happy. There's your reframe. And I can tell you for myself, I have never enjoyed my food as much as I have over the last eight years sugar-free because I actually enjoy it and relish it rather than need it and be addicted to it or crave it. And whether or not I have food in front of me or I'm out in the woods in the snow, I'm having a good time. And it's funny because this whole reframe uh, makes me think of Alice. It, when I first stopped eating sugar, I felt like I had fallen down this rabbit hole like Alice. And you know, when she meets the White Queen, the White Queen says to Alice, why sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. And it made me think of reframing what I'd always thought was impossible, which was life without chocolate, and to reframe the whole notion of what's possible and what's impossible. And I want to encourage you to reframe what is possible or impossible with your beliefs about sugar. For example, Terry, who um, is in the program, said what had always happened until Saturday night was I would restrict. I would tell myself, no, can't have it. And then right at the end of the evening, I would start shoving the cookies in my mouth. But she said, last Saturday, I didn't do that. I was like, why would I do this? Why would I totally blow it now? So I didn't do it. Just that split second of saying, yeah, mm, no, let's try something different. And Bri as well, who said, I'm choosing to reframe my struggle with sugar as a gift. I am choosing not to eat sugar, not only because of how it will make me feel, but also because it's not enjoyable to eat when I think about how bad it will make me feel. So again, that reframe, that split second reframe changes everything. I want to take a quick break to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. 
And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but it also helps to share this podcast and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. And I'm here to tell you that it totally is possible to retrain your taste buds, to enjoy less and less sweetness in your food. In fact, I went from being the world's number one sweet tooth to actually disliking any sweet tastes now. And I'm not suffering and I don't feel socially like excluded. I'm totally happy because I don't need or want sweet tastes anymore. It's fantastic and it's possible. And it's also possible for you to live an active, happy, fun life with all kinds, all this, the, the, the activities that you enjoy without needing or wanting sugar or processed foods and without having cravings. So this myth that it's impossible to be sugar-free and to enjoy life, busted. I'm going to give you some homework for this myth as well, right? So here's the action step for you this week. With respect to living your life craving-free, what one impossible thing could be possible for you? So tell me in the chat, with respect to living your life craving-free, what one impossible thing could be possible for you? Right. My example is what I thought was impossible, which was not to eat chocolate or sugar for two weeks, became totally possible. What would be possible for you that you think is impossible now? Uh, yeah, no bread. Yeah, that is like a, a last frontier for some of us. Yeah. And it's not because bread is bad, but if for me, it creates in me a, a type of behavior that I don't want to have where I just can't stop. And so, yeah. And Eugenia saying to cut out flour. Yeah. To Brian, to socialize without sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. We imagine that is impossible for sure. And, you know, I've been doing it. I'm the life and soul of a party. I like to think I've been doing it for years without sugar. And so it requires of us to rethink our whole kind of way of interacting with life. Yeah, pretty deep, eh? So here are the three myths that we busted today. First, crave-worthy foods are not everywhere, and we can get away from them. Um, that Most of us can't eat sugar and processed foods in, in moderation. They unbalance us. 
and that it is possible to be sugar-free and enjoy life. Totally possible. I want to also reiterate that the diet culture and this everything in moderation and a balanced diet plus the processed foods industry have done a great job with all the sarcasm in the world there. <laughs> They've done a great job of making, making us believe that A, this is not possible to live a happy sugar-free life and B, that we're not strong enough to do it. And it keeps us stuck in this vicious cycle that you have probably experienced yourself where you get some kind of emotion, stress, exhaustion, and then you have cravings for certain types of foods. You give in to your cravings, and you feel like you're a loser. And it's just like this negative cycle. And with your cravings, when you give in to your cravings, you feel ashamed and frustrated and guilty and hopeless, out of control, uncomfortable, out of control with different types of foods, and like a failure. Right. And I really do blame the diet industry and the processed foods industry for making you feel that way. All right. Well, what does work then? Yeah. Well, as I was explaining today, this capacity to reframe is, I think, a skill that will stand you in good stead and help you to change how you see food and how you see your relationship with food, especially sugar in the long run, in the long term. Because it also heightens your awareness. And once you're aware of what it is that you wanna change, you have a far greater chance of being able to actually change it. For example, Karen in the program was saying, I know I prefer whole potatoes, beans and fruits over sugary foods. I've become more aware of how I feel after I eat sugar and processed foods and remember, I want whole foods, just from how she wants to feel. And Maria, who says, sugar affects me and makes my cravings worse, which leads to guilt, feeling depressed, and out of control. She says, I use sugar as comfort and reward, but it only makes me feel worse. And once we're aware of that, then we can set about actually changing it. So I want to reassure you that you can get to a place where you have more energy for activities after work and to run around with your grandchildren, to fit into your favorite clothes effortlessly and to feel more confident and in control of your food choices consistently, long-term. You can ditch the shame and embarrassment that you feel every time your emotions make you slip or fall off the wagon without feeling like you're on a restrictive diet or saying no at family dinners and social outings. And you can experience freedom from cravings. It totally is possible. And this is why I created the Freedom From Cravings Formula program to help you get there. And in the program, the Freedom From Cravings Formula program, there's a lot more details and subtleties of getting to freedom from cravings than I can give you in such a short time today. And these things, it's not just something that anyone can just 
figure out on their own without wasting a lot of time, years sometimes, slipping and sliding and forever going back to day one or yo-yo dieting again. Because, hey, chances are you've done all that already. You've tried all the diets, but the diet culture makes you feel like a failure. You probably already know which foods are healthy. You've probably read a ton of books and listened to a bunch of podcasts. And maybe you've tried and you love intermittent fasting. I certainly do. But you're struggling to implement and be consistent. And at this stage of your life, your body isn't responding like it used to when you were younger. And if you get stressed or tired, then your cravings get the best of you and your weight creeps up. And it just feels like a vicious cycle. So this is why I created the Freedom From Cravings Formula program. And I can promise you that if you do decide you want to be part of the program, I'm going to nudge you out of your comfort zone. Because that's where the magic happens. Outside of the comfort zone is where real learning and change happen sustainably. Here's Karen, who said, I tell you, I have finally hit the sweet spot, no pun intended, because now I know exactly where my triggers are. I'm not having cravings anymore. And so this monkey brain of always being hungry has stopped. It's so freeing to not always be hungry. Nothing tastes as good as this feels, said Karen. So if you're looking for more step-by-step -step guidance, like Karen and like all the other program participants that you heard from in this recording of a recent online workshop that I gave, then here's how to join the program. First, you need to know that there is no buy now button. Yep, you heard that right. You can't just click on a button and get into the program. Why? Because I want to make sure that the Freedom From Cravings Formula 12-week program is a good fit for you. So that means that what you need to do is to go to aftersugarclub.com and to go and schedule a clarity call with me at no cost whatsoever. When you click on that schedule a clarity call button, you'll be taken to my calendar and you'll be able to book a 30-minute chat with me so that we can determine together if the program is a good fit for you. If it is, I'll invite you to join. And if it's not, I can point you to a better resource for your needs. So, if you want to get rid of cravings so that you can slim down and finally feel in control around food, go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button, book a clarity call. Speak to you soon. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.